We've talked about creating a website. We've talked about starting a blog. We've talked about using social media. We've even talked about hustle. What we haven't talked about is how all of these things work together. Today, we're going to discuss how you can create a marketing system to help you show, share, or sell your images more efficiently. This is episode 101 of the Shutterbug Life podcast. You're listening to the Shutterbug Life Podcast. It's a place for beginners to enthusiast photographers. You want to get better, you want to create something special, but you don't necessarily want to be a full-time pro. Well, join me every week as we talk about strategies for creating great pictures, building an audience, and making an impact with your images. I'm your photo coach and host, Linford Morton, but of course, you can call me Lynn. Let's have some fun. This is our Shutterbug Life. Hey there, and welcome to episode 101 of the Shutterbug Life podcast. And today, we go back to the beginning. What do I mean by that? Today, I'm going to discuss how all the marketing topics we've been discussing over the past you know, 100 episodes work together. So I'm going to walk you through a system called content marketing and show you how it can work for you. It's a simple, easy, and most of all, it's an effective way to get to cut through the clutter and have more success, whether that means showing, sharing, or selling your work. At the end of the episode, I'm going to invite you to check out some totally free training that I've created that organizes all of our discussions so far into a step-by-step guide complete with action plans that you can use to make sure you always know where you are and what you need to do next as you work through this. So I know that we've been sort of dribbling out all of these different pieces of this marketing plan, and I've I've heard back from all of you that you've been trying to use it and that some of you have been having great success doing lots of the things we've talked about. And so what I want to do now is put the umbrella over it. Here is the guiding sort of principle and how all of this works together. And and you might even be sort of doing it intuitively, but I want to make sure that we have the structure in place for this to work for you. All right? We've got a lot of ground to cover today, so let's get started. Several months ago, I got a call from a potential coaching client. She worked in the marketing department of a camera manufacturer, one that's known for the mirrorless cameras. You know them, but I'm not going to out them or her. She wanted help creating a marketing plan, and we talked about a coaching program that would help her conduct some of the marketing and research for her plan. Have you done this kind of thing before? She asked. Of course. I gave her some of the highlights of my resume and pointed her to some links that showed some of my work. And one of the links was to some of the 
podcast conversations we have been sharing together here in Shutterbug Life. On her next call to me, she was so excited. She said, I looked at your work and you seem perfect for this. I had another situation with a big camera retailer. They were struggling to create an educational program for their customers. And after reviewing some of my ideas and links, they invited me to come in and talk about how I could help them. They said they were excited to get started because they said, you seem like just the kind of person who knows how to do this kind of work. You all know how this one ends. I saw Canon was looking for someone to lead their workshop and learning program, and I thought to myself, well, Canon must already know who they want for this kind of work. I'll send them my stuff anyway. I recount these three experiences for one reason, not to brag about me, but to say that they could have never happened six years ago. These opportunities were available to me because I created and worked the marketing system I'm going to explain to you today. If you use it properly, it will help you show, share, or sell your images more efficiently. If you are an emerging photography enthusiast, you just shoot for fun. If you're an entrepreneur, you're looking for ways to to sell your images like we talked about in episode 100. Or if you're a freelance photographer just trying to get your work out there and get more clients, this system can work for you. It can help you cut through the clutter because you know there's so many people littering the the web these days with all kinds of of pictures and photography and claims of being a photographer or an expert at this or that. It can help you attract the right people to your work depending on what you want to accomplish. That's what you can do with this system. And and that's why I, I share those stories with you because This can happen for you depending on what your goals can be, and it doesn't even have to take six years. It can happen much, much faster than that, depending on what you're trying to do. Now, in episode 45, I talked about the one big mistake we make as photographers, and it's called randomness. It's going out there and just doing things with no apparent organizational purpose or structure or or any any rhyme or reason and stuff is just all over the place and people see it and they go oh yeah that's cool but it doesn't move the needle and more importantly it doesn't inspire people to act in the way you want them to act because it's just too random In episode 49, I talked about how you can make an impact, and I laid out a strategic path for you to do that. You can go back and check out those episodes. I'm going to have links for them at the end. But if you really want to make all of this work for you, then you've got to use this system called content marketing. I know we all say we got we have to do better at marketing and promoting our images, but you know what does that mean and how that how does that work? And the traditional marketing you might think about that you see on TV from the big companies, the crafts and the and Apple and all these other people 
you know, it doesn't quite work for what we do. And more and more of them are adopting, actually, content marketing as a strategy. As a matter of fact, it's quickly overtaking what we would think of as traditional marketing and advertising. And why is that? Well, content marketing is something you should adopt because it does a number of things for you. It is a strategic way of helping you increase traffic, meaning the number of people who see your work on your website and your blog. It increases that the number of people we start pushing or you can start pushing to your work so that they can see it regularly and you can begin that relationship with them that gets you to that successful goal. It can help you be seen as a thought leader. This is what I was talking about in my introduction. You you can position yourself as a thought leader on just about any topic using content marketing. It can help you begin to build relationships with influencers and the people who are going to be important to help you move your your photography and your work to the next level. And finally, if if sales is what you're trying to do, it can help you attract leads for sales in a way that will help you turn the leads into customers in a much simpler and easy process. And here's the cool part that wraps it all up in a way that I think will appeal to all of us. It does it in a way that doesn't make you have to feel like you are a used car salesman, that you are being pushy or salesy or annoying in in any way. It it lets you do it in in an authentic way where you are just doing what you do normally, which is being a photographer and being yourself. You get to be yourself, do your stuff, and have the work speak for itself and speak for you and help you achieve your goals. Now, I know what you're thinking, right? This is, this is you know, seems almost, you know, too good to be true, right? Tastes great, less filling, all that good stuff. But it, but it really works. And, and you are finding more and more people using it because these days, you and I know, like everyone else, that nobody wants to be sold to anymore. Nobody wants to hear your 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 a pitch just for a pitch's sake or advertising just for advertising's sake. So most you know most from small businesses to big companies are using what's called content marketing, and content marketing in in its simplest form is the philosophy that you've got to give a little value to get some value back. It means that you are going to produce content, which means you are going to produce what you normally produce as a photographer and ways to make it easy for people to to know, like, and trust you. And in, in, in by doing this and by giving and providing value, you bet you begin to create that relationship that results in the the feeling of reciprocity where people say, you know, I like this person, I trust this person, and I'm interested in what they have to say and what they have going on with their work. 
This happens all the time. And you know this because you know that the people you follow online, the people who are now producing all of the, the tutorials and that you, that you watch on YouTube, if you start following a certain person, they're producing lots of stuff that's helpful for you. You know, you want to follow them. You know that you begin to develop a relationship with them. And you know that it makes you much more likely to want to, to become a part of their community. So you know this works and you know that you have participated in it if you're listening to this because this is how you know we this is why we all gather this is why I create these podcasts right I'm giving to you and we are creating community and out of that results opportunities for you know, for me to create the photo tours that we do. And and I'm not asking you, I'm not requiring you to go on them, but if you, you know, have a relationship and you decide that they're for you, then it's easier for you to go along. And it's easy for you to do the same kind of thing. So this is what content marketing is about. And it's something that is simple and easy for a photographer to do. Now, when I say content marketing, I'm referring to content. And what do I mean by content? Content is, you know, the thing that you, the value you create and the product you share. And for many of us, it as photographers, it's our pictures. It is the images we create and the stories we tell with them. And if you've been following along as I've been really talking about this through two free webinars and 100 episodes, you know that you can, you have lots of opportunities to create. I I talked about this in you know, episode 40, episode 48, and, you know, why you need a blog in episode 96, how you create a photography website. And, and we talked about these because these are the foundational platforms you will use as you create your content. And so the content types we talk about are first and foremost and primarily for you, your pictures and uh, the stories you tell around them. But within that, under that umbrella of content, you have lots of different um, vehicles you can use. You can create videos from your pictures you can you know put them together in video slideshows with uh, that showcase your images when i came back from last year's new orleans um photo tour i put together a musical slideshow of the best of new orleans and i shared that and i think a lot of you saw that and saw the fun we had there and so that's just another type of content i created from the original content which was pictures for some of us it is going out as we're creating and recording videos and our facebook live because now that facebook has gone live i know that lots of you are out there as you are doing stuff you know going live with this stuff and you don't always have to go live you can just record it with your iphone or something else the same kinds of things where you do the video blog the vlog for your Blog where you talk about what you're doing. You do, you do this already with Facebook Live, so why not do it for your blog? Create a vlog talking about 
you know, here I am on this shoot and what you're looking for. Many of you know that I I share often the example of one of, you know, my favorite photographers who does this around, you know, Washington, D.C. I'm going to have links to all of this with you. Um, um, Angela Pan and her photos and her vlogs. You can, with the posts you write on Facebook, you can create emails that you send out to people who are following you and who are interested in you. You can even do podcasts like this. I, You know, you all think of this podcast might seem like it's labor intensive. And quite honestly, you can create a podcast to, to talk about what you do, both video or audio. And it's so simple. <laughs> My and, you know, I'd like to think it's complicated, but my 11 year old son, when he was following my podcast, well, he was 11 at the time, he said, I like this podcast thing. I'm going to go create one for myself. And he went off and he started his own podcast. I mean, he did one episode and then he got bored with it. But there is a, you know, up on iTunes, a podcast that he produced around one of the things he was interested in, which was creating, he creates this, um, he was creating this, um, this intro video for people who had YouTube channels. And he was doing this and he was selling them for like a dollar or two dollars a piece and, you know, making a little money for himself. And, you know, that was his little business. And he created a podcast episode around it and, you know, did it pretty quickly and easily without asking for any of my help, which, you know, both surprised me and I don't know. I was like, dang, you don't need my help. You know that feeling too. But he did it. And so podcasts can be easy as well. How-to videos can be helpful. And they can be helpful. Now, when as we talk about all of this, one of the things you are going to have to decide, and we will talk about this in another point, is who all of this is for. Like, who is this for? And when you create your images, a lot of us think about who we create these images and who we create our work for as other photographers. But it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, if you're trying to sell or show your images, you probably aren't just thinking about other photographers. And I talked about this when we talked about creating um photo projects. And when I even talked about the photo project that I was thinking about when I was, you know, thought, talking about creating one for myself, uh, the project I, I was going to work on. And you think about who are the people who are going to be most interested in this topic. So if you are a bird photographer, while you might think other photographers will love the pictures of your birds, the people who are bird watchers make for very um make for an audience that would be a natural for this kind of thing. And so you're not just thinking about photographers, because quite honestly, photographers aren't going to be you know the ones who are going to buy this if you're trying to make money. And if you're trying to attract an audience of people who are going to want to collect these images and show these images and frame them and hang them on their walls, you know, it's going to be another audience of people who are naturally interested in this topic. So if you are a bird photographer, it's people who are interested in birds. If you photograph cars, it's people who are interested in cars. So you, you get how you get how 
where this is going. And if you are landscapes, if people are interested in landscapes, if you photograph primarily the city where you you are you live, it's people who are restaurants and businesses and other people who are interested in showcasing that city. So you're going to want to think about the people who would care most about it. And so as you are now beginning to create this content, you are creating content for the people who care, right? And so then along that line, as you are thinking about things like how-to interviews or, or how-to videos or how-to blog posts, for instance, let's say you are a photographer and you want to attract people who are going to be potential clients for portraits. On your blog, you might include a post about how you prepare for a photo shoot. Like, what kinds of clothes should you wear? And if you're bringing your kids... What should your, what should you, what should parent, what do parents need to know? You know, and, and things that you don't think about. Make sure they have a good meal, they're well rested, and they're wearing comfortable clothes. And I am embarrassed to say when my kids were young, I booked a photo shoot at one of those mall photography places and I did not do this. And by the time the kids shoot came around, they were miserable. And dad should have known better. I should have known better. And needless to say, the images didn't work out well. And they were so bad that they offered me a free reshoot. And of course, this time, this time I prepared better. But you know what? If they had sent me an email with a link to one of their blog posts that that had 10 tips for parents to prepare, boy, I would have loved that. And I could have been much better prepared. And I would have, you know been even more um, um, a fan of them and their work. So these are the kinds of things you create once. And you gotta and you have to think about how can I be helpful to the people who like my work. And so those become the other kinds of content you would create. So it starts with your pictures and then when you think about who your pictures are for, it then evolves into how can you be helpful for them? How can you be helpful to them and for them? And that becomes what you create. How can you show off your best? How can you tell people a little bit more about this? And I'll have a video and a blog post where I talk about, the remember the blog post on what should photographers blog about? I'll have a link to that and it will get into these kinds of things in more detail. So this is, again, thinking about content. Now, remember we talked about randomness and the, what works against you most when you begin this path is being random with in your approach. Now, just pushing stuff out willy-nilly. I had a boss who hammered in me the need to be strategic with everything I do. And and as much as it annoyed me at the time, it rings in my head now as I think about and work on just about anything I have going on. Yeah, Lynn, but how is this strategic? 
is this strategic? It was always his refrain to me. Whenever I brought him something that could be cool, he goes, I know that's cool, but is it strategic? And what he was really saying to me is, I, I know it's fun, and there are lots of fun things we can work on, but how does this fit into our overall goals and things we are trying to accomplish? Does this get us any closer to where we're trying to be? Because if it's just fun and it doesn't get us there, it's really not very helpful and not a good use of our time. Is it strategic, is what he'd always ask. And if you are thinking that way, there's lots of fun stuff you can do. Oh my goodness, I get so many crazy ideas. And as a a creative, I know you do too. This is our curse. Our curse is we get tons of great ideas and with the limited amount of time, we can't do all of them. And so now how do we decide which ones we do And the answer is we've got to be more strategic. So how do we do that? And the tool I use and you can use to help you work more strategically in terms of creating a plan is this little thing called an editorial calendar. Now, an editorial calendar will help you you make your approach not so random. And, and it helps you do a couple things. It helps you plan your content, and it helps you make sure that it, what everything you do has purpose to it, and that it all works in an order that is sequential. Syntax is the, is the way us writers think about this. Syntax, meaning if you have a sentence with a, a string of words, it's just a string of words. But the order the words come in make the sentence work. I will eat my food now. When I say that, you understand it because not just of the words, I eat food and now, it's because this is the word. Now I will eat my food is very different from I will eat now I will eat my, my food. Depending on the order you structure the words, it, it, it can emphasize different things and mean different things. And so the order in which you do things, which is called syntax, makes a difference. And so if you're going to be strategic, the order in which you now release things can make a difference, right? If you are now thinking about leading up to your your big show, right? You're going to be showing your work a month from now, and you know that you're going to be showing your work a month from now. You can start in a fury two days before it happens, or if you know the topic or theme is going to be, you know, my neighborhood, then you can start releasing images two months out that you will be showing then and begin to create your own in, sort of um, enthusiasm or, 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 or sort of a natural build to that climax. And so you can have plan out, if you know that your show will be in May, you can start in March and every week release something that sort of tells that story. And you don't even have to say why you're doing it or you can say. And so for eight weeks, you can release, you know, eight images that you will be showing over the next eight weeks. 
one, two, three, four. Hey, so and and you know, two image, two images in, you're gonna get to see all of these in a special show. Four images in, you can't, you know, you won't be, you know, if you love this, stay tuned. Something big is coming. At Im- image six, I'm gonna have a show with all of these images. Image eight, and people who've been following for one, two, three, four, now you've now you've begun to build some momentum for your show. And so by the time it comes, you know, you've you've fertilized the ground a bit. So when you say, hey, there's a show coming, you've got people who are like who are who who are likely to want to come to your show interested. See so you see how that works? And so with this editorial calendar, what you can say is all right, then it's backwards planning. It's I'm going to have my show uh, at the end of May. I've got six weeks until then. I have these six images that I want to work on, or I'm going to be shooting them every week. I'm going to release one and you can put it on your calendar, you know, every Friday or whatever day you use. I'll, I'll do this. And now you have Now you have a plan or an editorial calendar that works. And so now you have not just what I'll produce. And so now each week you're not scratching your head going, what will I put out? But you have, okay, now I know what I'm going to do each week. And you can even sort of do three at a time and schedule them if you want to. You can start to do what's called batching, which now also helps you use your time more efficiently. Now that you have an editorial calendar and every publication in the world that you read does this, you have an editorial calendar that says, okay, if I'm, if I'm going to try and uh, have a back to school sale for my, for my, um, for my, um, my, my portrait sessions and I shoot uh, pictures of, of moms and kids. And I know that school begins for most of them at the end of August. Hey, you know what you can start in June? You can start releasing images that sort of tell that story one week at a time until boom, you hit. This is what an editorial calendar can do for you. The other thing it can do is help you take advantage of natural um natural points where you can work stuff into it, right? So you can say then, if I'm looking at over the summer doing it, I know that, okay, what what will people be talking about? Well, July 4th, Independence Day, is there something I can do that is during that week that is, you know, explosive ways to or to take pictures of your kids and your families or you can put clever ways of wrapping around that as you work work your way to that final end and if you're looking and you might say okay it i see in may we have um, another holiday at the end of may and i see we have coming up in september labor day you you see where the natural um, opportunities are based on what people will already be talking about within the folks you are targeting so with that you now have a chance to look out and go oh look 
There's Father's Day coming in June. There's Mother's Day coming in May. I can work some topics around both of those holidays that might be helpful if I'm a portrait photographer who targets families and parents. Do you see how this works? And so just by looking at the calendar and just putting some X's and just, you don't you don't have to be super duper um, technical with this. I know people who are really serious about it that, you know, they, they get uh, Excel spreadsheets and they put all kinds of stuff in there, but you can do it as simple as just putting X's on your calendar so that you know what you're thinking about. I use a free tool that's called Trello, which is, I found this really cool tool that's designed to help you. You do more visual project management and I'll, I'll, I'll have a link to it. And, um, in the training that I'm going to, um, the free training that I'm going to talk about later on, I'll have a link to just a, a free template that you can download and use for yourself. So anyway, this is how you can become more strategic by using your editorial calendar. So now you're, you're using the calendar, you're taking your pictures, you are producing and sharing your work, and you're doing it strategically using your calendar. Man, you are cranking. Now you've got to promote your work, right? And you've got to get more people there. And you know the easy way that everyone does this is by using social media. And you'll recall that I have a couple posts that I'll share, one with... Um, uh, one with an interview on social media by Jenna Martin, and she just had tons of great advice. And then I also shared some videos from um, my my buddy my buddy Joe Edelman. And with both of those, you've got some great, just tons of great advice on how you can use social media. But you know. We're all on Facebook and you post and I see so many of you starting out to post your work and link back to your websites. And this is awesome. And this is what you want to do. You want to do that. You want to use Instagram. If you're a photographer, you ought to be on Instagram and Jenna Martin and and Joe have great advice on how you can use Instagram strategically by using that link in your, especially Jenna talks about this, how you're using that one email, that one um, link that you have in your Instagram, um, in your Instagram profiles to bounce people back to whatever it is you need, you're, you're promoting on your website. Now, LinkedIn is another one people use depending on who you're going after. If you're going after more of the professional crowd, you might want to use LinkedIn. And then there's Twitter and Flickr, and both can also be used. And Jenna talks about each of those platforms. You might think about, you know, beyond that, because you can get a lot of traction just using social me social media and and social media if you are using it to sell stuff and if you have a facebook page you can now start to put a little money behind it you don't have to spend a lot of money to but but facebook ads let you target exactly the people you're looking for and you can put just as a little as five or 10 or 20 bucks and make sure it shows up in the feeds of the people. And you can be very specific with your, with your targeting people who live in my neighborhood, who have, who are parents who have kids who are in junior high. If, if you're going after, you know, parents who are shooting and sure you'll have to spend a little money, but 
it's the kind of thing where you can be so specific when you're targeting that you can make sure that you're not wasting your money. And then email is just is one of those things that I've talked about. I'm going to have to come back on a separate episode and really dig into that because email is one of the surest ways of getting people back to your back to your website. I mean, you you probably are listening to this podcast episode because you got an email from me. And you got an email and you click through and now you're listening. And 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 that's just as simple as how it works. If you get people to join your community by sharing an email, then you can remind them if they're interested in this topic. And and that's the whole point. If they're interested in this topic, they'll raise their hand and say, Yes, send me more of this kind of information. I I you know, I I'm an I'm an Apple addict and I have just about all the things Apple produces. And one of my favorite pieces of, of Apple um, of Apple tools is my iPad, my iPad Pro. I take it with me everywhere. I love it because it uh, it's like the most convenient way for me to work, no matter where I am. So I stumbled on this um, this email, this website, and they had all these great tips about how you could use your iPad more efficiently. And I, I, I sort of, you know, thumbed through it and oh my God, I got on just a couple of tips that I went back and used them and wow, this was really helpful. And this really, this really helped me, um, you know, work more efficiently with my iPad, which I love and which I'm using. And so I said, you know, I like this stuff. And so they said, would you like us to send you more? I said, yeah, I would actually. I signed up for it and I gave them my name and my email. And every few days they send me an email. Um, and when I click on it, there's always something in there that is just so helpful. And I love it. So when I, when I see their emails, I always click on it. I always open it. And I always look to see what they have because it's always helpful. Well, you can have that same effect. If you're, you are, remember what we, what we said with content marketing, it's providing value to get value. If you're providing value, People will will look forward to your emails and they'll open them up and they will and read and and um, if you make them shareable, even share them with their friends because I've done that as well. So email is another reliable way of using of promoting the content you create. Now, how does all this work? And as a marketer, as a professional marketer and public relations person. I'd be the first to tell you that, you know, this doesn't work unless you measure it, unless you know that it works. Because again, it's random until you know how it works. You'll feel like, you, you know, how do I know this? any of this is work? How do I know I'm not just wasting my time? And so what you're going to do is what we, what you do with anything that you are, you are serious about. You know, what we're serious about, we measure and what we measure, we become serious about. You know this from your work. And so you're going to measure, you're going to have a couple metrics that you're going to baseline and you're going to follow. And it doesn't have to take a lot of work. You can just look at the number of people who visit your site. I think one of the ways people we do is, you know, the people who like and visit our sites. And we just look at that as a, it's a vanity metric, but it is a metric. And so you can look at the number of people who leave wherever they are and come to your blog. And you, and depending on 
the platform you use, it's very simple. You can use this tool called free tool called Google Analytics and and track and it'll send you a weekly summary of how many people visit and you can sort of see which way it's trending. You can also look at the, the amount of time people spend on your page. And if you want to dig into the the nuts and bolts, you can you can geek out on this kind of stuff. It's analytics. And depending on how serious and geeky you want to be, you can get geek, 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 geek out. But it can be as simple as the number of people who visit your site and the number of people who share their email so that you can send them. And, um, and then when you send an email, the percentage of them who click through. It's, it can be that simple. And, and most of these platforms will just send you, will send you these reports so that you can, all you do is as you see it, it comes to you every week and you just look at it and see how things are trending. You look at engagement. How many people are, are now commenting? How many people are writing you? How many people are talking to you? And the other thing is if you are in, if you're trying to sell your images or book more clients, sales is the ultimate metric. And so these are all ways of measuring. So that's it. Uh, you can use this system. And you, the, the thing about it is it can feel like this boy, this can take a lot of time. But honestly, you can spend no more than two hours a week and make this work. As a matter of fact, in in my in the episode I did where I interviewed Emily Mitchell, episode 72, she talked about how her blog posts daily and she spends no more than about 20 minutes doing it. So it doesn't have to take a lot of time. And and that's the good news. And while it looks like you spend a lot of time, I was with a um a client and it's so funny. On my last photo tour, we did um we did our street photography our street photography. We stopped for lunch after or for coffee afterwards, and one of them, you know who you are, I'm not gonna call your name. She says, Boy, how much time do you spend doing your content? It looks like you send a lot of stuff out. And I was like, I'm glad it looks like that, like that, because I really don't. And it looks that way because I'm working in a, a system that is, that is strategic and efficient. And if you do that, you don't have to spend a lot of time. And that's the good news. And so that's, that's, um, and I'm going to share how you can do that and spend no more than a couple hours a week at the most and put together a system like this and make it work for you. Now, here's the thing. There's a lot of reasons this won't work, and, and you might find yourself committing these mistakes. And and it's it's obvious. You're, you're going to have a website, and you are not going to be strategic. You're, you're going to have pages, and we talked about this on your on the how to create a photography website. You're going to have pages where you don't have a call to action, you, you're, where you're not telling people what to do. You're going to have blog posts where you don't really engage and connect emotionally. You're going to have dead ends where... Again, you're, you're at the end of a blog post. You're not telling people what you want them to do and you're going to send traffic the wrong way away from your, your website and blog rather than to it. All these things I talked about on one of my episodes and you are going to show on these pages little interaction. It's going to look like you don't care. And a lot of these things will kill your efforts. And so you're going to want to make sure you don't do this and go back and listen to episode 
um, 100 again if you want some more um, some more detail on how all of this works. So all of this might seem like there's a lot. And so I know we talked about this in, you know, the, the details and all of these things we talked about are in, are spread out over, as I said before, over a number of episodes. And I know this stuff is all over and I wanted to make it simple for you to follow if you wanted to make this work for yourself. And so I created a free training. I put it on on my training platform for the Shutterbug mentoring and training platform, and I laid it out so that now it is it 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 takes all the stuff we've used before the webinars and that I've done and these uh and the episodes and I've laid them all out so you can follow them sequentially, and at the end of each section there's an action plan and you know exactly what to do to move to the next level. And you can jump in wherever you are, work on whatever you need to. You can listen to just the episodes you need to help you get over the hump to get to the next step, or you can work through the whole thing. You can work the whole thing as a masterclass, or you can jump in and get just the little um, push you need to get to get yourself going. And so it's all there and you just have to enroll for free and I'm not going to try and sell you anything. I mean, we've been friends for a long time and this is my way of just giving back. And I'm doing this, you know, you're going to say, well, it, that looks like a lot. What are you doing this for? First of all, I've already done the work. We've done all these episodes and they're there, but I, I want them to be more useful for you. And so all these topics are going to be organized so they are. And the other thing is, I'm doing this because I found that under this 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 topic on marketing your work, this is where I've seen the most traction from you. Meaning, this is where I have seen most of you go out and do the stuff I've talked about. I've seen you create websites. I've seen you start your blogs. I've seen you start to try and sell. I've seen you do all this stuff. And it's really exciting to see the transformation start to happen as you start to sell your work and see that you are, that you are making progress and having some success. And I want to further support you there. I'm also practicing what I preach. Remember, I, I talked about all this stuff. You know, one of the things you want to do is is think about what you want to be known for and start to create your own niche. And I'm creating a niche for myself where I have an overlapping interest that I've been talking about, and which is one of the reasons we talk about this so much. I have an overlapping experience and interest in both marketing and photography, and I'm overlapping both of these and creating a niche for marketing your photography. And this this um, helps me carve out that niche even more deliberately. And the last thing is, it helps me not just organize the work, but also begin to create another community of the people who are serious about this work. Because you're going to join this training, but it's also going to include another Facebook community where you can share your progress. You can ask questions as you go along. You can get feedback from me and other people who are also similarly going down the same path. And we can all help work and help each other together. Now, you know, there are communities out there to help you as an entrepreneur, as a creative person, but those of us who are specifically 
emerging photographers who are enthusiasts, who are entrepreneurs and freelancers, meaning if you are not trying to be a full-time photographer who makes your work as a full-time wedding photographer, if you are doing this because you are just, you are working because you love it or you're trying to make money on the side, this is going to be the community for you to come in and as you are working, share your successes, share your challenges, learn in this in this setting because I'm going to continue to to build and and build out this training as we go along. All right? So, this is all you have to do is go to the link on this show notes or just go to marketyourphotos.com. It'll take you to the to this and I'm just going to invite you to Jump on in there and uh, become a part of this this um, training, free training, and this free community. And let's learn and build together. All right. That's it for this episode, episode 101, 101 of the Shutterbug Life podcast. I hope that was helpful for you. And I hope I this structure and this system and this content marketing um, approach will be something that you can use to help you take your photography to the next level, to help you show, sell, or you know, share, sell, or show your images, however the order was for that, more efficiently, because I know it can be helpful for you. Now, remember, go to marketyourphotos.com and uh, join the free training and jump into that that Facebook community. And, you know, let's work all this together because, you know, you are all asking me questions as I talk to you. Jump in there and and share what you're working on. And let's all let's all succeed and support each other together. All right. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, you can make sure you don't miss another one by going to shutterbuglife.com forward slash subscribe. If you listen on iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere else, you can also subscribe there and and you can leave a review if you love what we do. Only if you love it, all right? Then you can leave an honest review. By the way, The Shutterbug Life is more than just a podcast. We are a community of friendly photographers who shoot, share, and learn together. You can jump in and become a part of us. You can join the Facebook group by going to fb.shutterbuglife.com and introduce yourself and share your work and let us know what you are on, what you're working on. If you are in Washington, D.C. or New York City, we've got free meetups in both of those cities. Just um, come on out and join us there, Shutterbug Excursions, New York and or D.C. And of course, you can jump in, as I said before, the free training to market your photography by going to marketyourphotos.com. I hope to see you and I hope to chat with you or shoot with you or learn with you sometime in the future. Hey, enjoy this next week. Go out and create something amazing. And wherever you go, whatever you do, enjoy your Shutterbug life. Take care.